A serial sausage prankster is tearing apart a community in New Zealand. A new poll shows that 45% of people can't find their own rectum. And whale meat being sold in vending machines? These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Weird AF News is the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a closet in Los Angeles. It's a lot of fun. A community in New Zealand has been grappling with a sausage mystery, and it's tearing them apart. For the past year, Waiheke Island residents have been finding single sausages wrapped in bread left in their mailboxes. As accusations fly among the community and motives are questioned, the victims of the Surfdale Sausager say this mystery is tearing their community apart. Ooh, let's find out a little bit about this sausage mystery. The very first sausage arrived in the summer of 2022. It was wrapped in white buttered bread and coated in tomato sauce. It was cold by the time Jacob found it in the mailbox, though it looked to have once been barbecued. Shrugging it off as a likely leftover from a drunken passerby, the teenager biffed it away and gave it no further thought. Until it happened again. And then it happened again. Same sausage, same sauce, same location. And then things got even weirder. Here's a quote from Jacob. Well, I sent a picture to my friend. Some of them have been sausage as well. That's when I realized we had a serial sausager on the island. That's Waiheke that he's referring to. Waiheke is an island that's just a 30-minute boat ride from downtown Auckland. The island's known for providing an elite retreat for the wealthy people, a haven for alternative types, as well as the wine from its 30-odd vineyards. It sounds like an amazing island. I would love to visit it. It was also the world's fifth best region as ranked by Lonely Planet in 2015. And overall, it's a pretty unusual place for an unusual mystery, though not the only location to attract a mailbox scheme. For much of 2016, Blenheim residents received what they thought were low-fat muesli, muesli bars in their letterboxes, only to find each wrapper contained a roll of cardboard. The packaging had been meticulously resealed with glue by the serial prankster who was never found. And in 2021, the mysterious do-gooder who'd been leaving money and notes in UK letterboxes finally came forward, confirming to police it was merely a generous act of kindness to spread a bit of cheer. But back to Waiheke Island. As reports of letterbox sausages continued to pour in, Jacob, who lives in the suburb of Surfdale, began investigating. Many of his mates had also received the small goods, and while some members of a local Facebook group wondered whether sausaging was a euphemism for something unsavory, others said it also happened to them. The modus operandi was almost always the same. Sausage, white bread, butter, sauce. But the approach was pretty random. Weeks or even months would pass without incident until suddenly, a sausage. We have another quote from Jacob here. Well, you never know when the strike will happen when it does. Everyone gets struck. It's traumatic. Nobody's mailboxes are safe. Once the sausages came wrapped in brown bread and of late, are without butter. Whether that's a nod to the cost of living crisis or the fumbling of a poor copycat that Jacob doesn't know about, he does know some local teachers have been targeted as well. And it's pretty brazen. As the number of sausages grow, so does suspicion among the residents. Who is the Surfdale Sausager? Is it more than one person? Or even, God forbid, an Aucklander? 
Jacob says it's ripping the community apart. He says they can't trust each other. He's been accused. His brothers have been accused. It's a real witch hunt on the island for the serial sausager. We can only imagine the fear that people are living in, not knowing whether today will be the day they will fall victim to the Surfdale sausager. We'll, keep, we'll continue to keep a close eye on the small goods section in stores in the area and report any suspicious activities to the relevant authorities. We're on it. I'm on it. Here's a quote from Nico. Well, you know, it's pretty traumatic. I want all this to stop. It's been going on for far too long now. Unlike Jacob, though, he does have a suspect. He thinks it's a friend by the name of Tamaojo. His evidence is flimsy, though he believes it all kind of stacks up. Everyone's pointing fingers in the community, but no one really knows who this serial sausager is. He does admit, though, sausages are pretty funny, and the beauty of finding one in your mailbox is there's no point to it at all. Well, you know, it's just a mix of confusion, laughter, and a big WTF. A new poll shows that 45% of people cannot find their own rectum. <laughs> I don't know why. I found mine on the first try. It says here only 55% of men and women can confidently state where their rectum is located. That means 55% of men and women actually know their ass from a hole in the ground. All right. And uh, half of them don't even know where their productive organs are, it says. I don't know how you don't know where your reproductive organs are. All of these statistics were revealed recently in a new poll commissioned by leading private healthcare clinic, Paul Mall Medical. Uh, now, when asked which of the organs they could confidently locate in the body, 45% did not know where the rectum is. Results revealed people living in the northeast of England were the poorest at locating the rectum, with only 42% knowing where the final portion of their large intestine is. Londoners weren't much wiser either. The, uh, we have barely half, 49%, able to locate the rectum. Contrastingly, people in the southwest of England and Wales were the most clued up at finding the rectum, with 64% very confident that they knew their way. Dr. Chun Tang, medical director of Paul Mall, says these findings highlight Britain's laid-back attitude to their own anatomy. While these findings lightheartedly point out the bewilderment many Britons face when it comes to their own bodies, hopefully it carries a serious message, too, about the importance of knowing our bodies. Here's a quote from the doctor. Well, having good knowledge of our body parts and their functions is important, guys. It enables us to be more in control of our health and understand when things might not be functioning properly. Perhaps people should go back to playing the basic board game operation. <laughs> I said that joke. That's a good joke. Not bad for a doctor, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now it says here, just over half of those polled, 52%, were on the ball at finding their reproductive organs. And it was women who fared better than men at locating their bits and pieces, with 55% of females knowing their ins and outs as opposed to 47% of men. This survey, carried out by one poll on 2,000 UK adults, also found that it was the 55 to 64 age range that topped the list, whereas only 22% of 18 to 24-year-olds could pinpoint their rectum. They even put out a list from uh, easiest to hardest when it comes to organs to find, according to their poll. 63% of people knew where the heart was. Also, 63% knew where the brain was. <laughs> what about those other 27% that don't know where the brain is? Uh, I think it's down near my ankle, bro. No, it's in the elbow. Where's my brain? 
The lungs, 60%. Knew where it was. Stomach, 59%. 59%. And then we have the rectum at 55%. Reproductive organs, only 52% know where their reproductive organs are. I don't know where people think their reproductive organs are. It's not in your tongue, guys. Kidneys, 50%. Bladder, 48%. Liver, 43%. Appendix, 38%. I can understand it. I'm not sure where my appendix is, to be honest. I know it's on either the left or the right side. (laughs) Public school, guys. Public school. Hey, I know where my brain is in my rectum. I keep my rectum in a box under my bed for safekeeping. Would you like to buy parts of dead whales? You can in vending machines. A Japanese whale hunting company has begun selling parts of dead whales in vending machines in an attempt to boost trade. Tokyo-based firm Kyoto Senpaku last month set up four machines in the capital and other places selling whale skin, frozen whale meat, and canned cooked whale pieces in vending machines. You'll find all kinds of crazy stuff in Japanese vending machines. You can buy, like, dog toys and vibrators. Their vending machines are very fun over there. You can buy hot and cold coffee out of vending machines. Ah, I was astounded. I'm like, oh, I can get cold brew out of a vending machine? Let's do it. It plans, they're saying, this company, to set up three more vending machines by next month. Prices range from about 1,000 to 3,000 yen. If the meat sells well, the company plans to open up 100 vending machines over the next five years. Conservationists are against this. They say this move is a desperate, cynical sales ploy by a cruel and declining whale hunting industry. Well, I certainly don't have an opinion on that. I'm not very familiar with the whale hunting industry. Uh, I've never eaten whale either. I didn't know that it was such a delicacy. Well, it's probably not a delicacy if it's bought out of a vending machine, although I did buy salmon out of a vending machine in Singapore once, and then I cooked it and ate it. It was pretty good. It says here, whale meat sales have plummeted in Japan over the past 50 years, so this is an effort to boost trade to support continuing hunting, according to the Whale and Dolphin Conservation Charity. It says the company wants to convince the Japanese government it has a good business model to expand quotas in the future. From next month, the company plans to import 3,000 tons of fin whale meat a year from Iceland in a deal to support the whaling industry worldwide. In December 2018, Japan pulled out of the International Whaling Commission watchdog so that it could continue killing the marine uh, mammals. In 2020, the Japanese government subsidized its whaling industry by nearly 40 million euros. Uh, Here's a quote from someone from the Whale and Dolphin Conservation Organization. Only a small but influential group of politicians and whaling industry stakeholders drive the country's whaling interests. This latest cynical sales ploy comes at a time when the fisheries agency in Japan is aiming to expand the nation's whale catch quotas in around two years' time and possibly increase the list of species that can be killed. Last February, conservationists' hopes were raised that Iceland would stop whaling when its fisheries minister... Said there was little evidence of an economic benefit to the practice of whaling. She said whaling had actually damaged Iceland's reputation and hurt exports. And uh, officials from the company have previously expressed some concern that unless domestic consumption increases, the so called traditional whaling industry won't survive at all. Um, yeah, I don't know where whale consumption is popular, definitely not in the U.S. 
I've never even come across whale being served anywhere. I assume it's illegal. Does anyone know anything about this? I guess we need to hear from people living in Asia whether or not this is something that's um, commonly eaten. Or for that matter, anybody in Iceland listen to this? Do you guys eat whale kebabs, whale wraps, whale sandwiches, whale bisque? Conservationists say, of course, whale hunting is exceptionally cruel as the marine mammals often suffer slow deaths after being shot with grenade-tipped harpoons. Grenades? They use grenades to kill whales? I had no idea. It says they often fire these things inaccurately and they sometimes explode inside the whale. This is horrible. Says here also, in the past, Japanese whaling firms have tried to increase consumption by putting whale meat in school lunches, promoting whale meat recipes, and there's a website to showcase where you can dine out on whale. In Norway, lack of demand has meant that whale meat is sold as dog food. Oh, okay. All right, we're learning a lot here. Whales play key roles in maintaining the health of the oceans, as you know, and the fish populations, as well as carbon storage. I, for one, had no idea that this industry was still even around. I mean, you often hear stories about how the whale populations are on the decline. So surprised to see that there are still whale hunting companies and that they're serving them in, well, dog food and even school cafeterias. Have any of you tried the whale? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I would be open to it. I'll try just about anything, although I don't want to support a very cruel industry. Uh, But then again, every time I'm eating beef, I'm I'm probably supporting a cruel industry as well. Chicken. I mean, it's hard to have these things in our lives and also have not cruel ways of preparing them to be sent out to the population, you know? Anyways, what do you think of this? Call the show 646-450-2012. Oh, is that a sausage in your mailbox, or are you happy to see me? (laughs) Hi, everyone. It's your host, Jonesy. Thank you for spending some time with me and the Weird AF News podcast. If you seem to enjoy it, or you actually enjoy it, please consider liking it or subscribing. That's a good way to keep listening to it. It's five days a week. I don't mean to overload you with weird news, but this is how we do it around here. If you want to email me anything, like a weird story that you came across from this week, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. You can call the show at 646-450-2012 as well. I'm publishing some phone calls right after this. Shout out to Skeeter from from uh, Craxonville, Florida. And uh, also got a call from Kelly, and she shared a story about her ex's micropenis, so that's pretty Amazing. Uh, Shout out to Lisa, and we wish her luck. We hope Tater comes home safely. And uh, I got a call from Farnsworth, first-time caller, I believe, who asked me about the drain pipe story and how does someone get stuck in a drain pipe. Um, I've I've never experienced the drain pipes in Florida, but they're connected to the canals, and she swims in those canals. And then perhaps the drain pipes are a little uh, larger than your typical drain pipe, or there's a... There's a way to slip in from swimming in the canals. Uh, Maybe the openings aren't very small. I I have no idea, to be honest with you, Farnsworth. um, I'm going to send a team down there to explore this issue, though, and we'll get back to you on that. I got a a team of people that go down to Florida for me and get stories and interview witnesses. So I'm just kidding. I don't have any of that. There's no budget for that. I'm recording in a closet, to be honest with you. I don't... um, 
I don't foresee ever having enough money to hire uh, employees for this operation. Maybe someday. Who knows? Would I hire Floridians, though? Ah, I'd consider it. Not not anyone from Pinellas County, that's for damn sure, because I'd, I don't want to end up stabbed in a closet or, you know, they'll probably whip out their junk in the middle of re- recordings, and I can't have that, you know. They like to expose themselves in Pinellas. I'm just saying, okay, I'm rambling and rambling, but I'm, I think I'm going somewhere good. If you want to support the show, uh, because you feel terrible for me, <laughs> you can... Uh, you can go to weirdafnews.com and you can buy me coffees. That makes me happy when you buy me coffees. That keeps me caffeinated and keeps me going. Fuel for the fire. Uh, you can also join the Patreon. I've been posting a lot of stuff in the Patreon this week, including a video of me trying weird snacks that um, listener Chris sent me. So if you want to see a video of me trying some weird snacks, uh, you can join the Patreon and see that. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I often share stuff like that on there video of myself and uh, you can also join the patreon by downloading the app and uh, doing a search for weird af news as well okay that's about enough Yay! hey jonesy this is uh kelly i've been listening for three years although i'm still disappointed you never got the article about the naked man being found in the theater bathroom wall in the town nearby where i live I still appreciate everything you've done for us um, by giving us a lovely bit of silliness every day in the world. Um, I'm also the woman whose son thought you lived with Alexa, and the person who called you a hero to humanity on social media on Amazon today. Um, I was motivated to call simply because that small penises article. Oh my God. Um, that's my ex, and I won't put his name out there. But when I met him, he had a Mustang, and that was the very first thing I thought when he pulled up. And now he has a Gigando Jeep that, why? There's no reason for it. Um, and he also has a micro penis. Um, not the reason he's my ex, it's other issues. I'm not shallow or anything so anybody looking for a nice middle-aged woman here i am (laughs) anywho thank you again for keeping the world entertained and for distracting us for the horrible news that we wake up to every morning um things seem like they're getting worse but then you hear stuff like a dude survived for 24 days off of ketchup and he's heading back home hooray that's bizarre it seems totally irrelevant, but it's important because it means the world is still working. I thank you for your consistency. I thank you for your dedication. And I thank you for the laugh. Have a good day. Keep it weird. And good luck with your life, man. Everybody says that, don't they? <laughs> hey, Jonesy. Mrs. Farnsworth here. How does someone fall into a drain pipe? I don't understand. Can you please explain that? I can picture the weirdo with the missile thing. I can picture the weird butter thing you talked about. I can picture the iguanas falling out of a tree, but I don't get the storm drain, how a body fits in there and how it happens more than once in a person's lifetime. Thanks for explaining that. Hey, Jonesy, this here Skeeter calling from Jacksonville, Florida, the largest city in these here contagious 48 states of the United States of America. And I'm calling about your Florida Fridays podcast from Friday. 
And you had a gentleman on that podcast who was from Florida, I think Miami. His name was Keyshawn Smith. I just wanted you. No, no, no. He was from he was from Jacksonville. And I just wanted you to know that that wasn't me. Uh, my name's not Keyshawn. It's Ronnie Donnie. And as you know, I was named after the two most handsome and most talented men in rock and roll music, Ronnie Van Zandt and Donnie Van Zandt. So that wasn't me. I didn't want you listeners being confused. And I know they got into a fight at the funeral. And I wanted to tell you that you said that they were, the minister was witnessing to Keyshawn, and you didn't know what witnessing was. Well, Jonesy, in the Christian community, witnessing is one person talks about their faith to the other person so that they know what it is to know Jesus. They talk about how they have heard about Jesus and what they've seen him do in their lives and how they believe in him. And so that's what that preacher was doing to his cousin, Keyshawn. Now, Jonesy, you said you didn't know if you wanted to go to heaven because you'd just see your family members there. You'd rather see Jack Kerouac and, and George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Well, I don't think you're going to see them if you go to heaven anyway, Jonesy. You're more likely to see those people in hell. So I just wanted to tell you that I think that these people witnessing to each other, well, that's what the fight was all about. And I think, Jonesy, you should go to heaven because you're going to see your family members there. Now, I know you've talked about your mama before and your grandmama, and you love them, so you should want to go to heaven. So, Jonesy, I want to tell you that that's something you should work for, and you should give up on these other people. Okay, this here's Skeeter signing out from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy, it's Lisa Blankenship in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, I like your, I always like your stories and how you present them. And don't worry about if you think you're giving too much personal information, your fans love you and want to know you. And we love time with you, Jonesy. And, um, it was real sad about the lady getting into the drain for the third time. Um, she really needs in care, uh, in-depth psychiatric care. <clears throat> and it would be horrible to be at a yoga class and get uh, iguana, th- uh, well, ag- iguana, th- uh, well, I can't talk, an iguana falling in your face or on your face. And you all, um, they're going to try to get Tater stronger and see if he can balance on that one leg and get his leg and then hopefully he can come home and I can care for him then with the stroke and everything. I cared for him before and then he had to have his leg amputated and that's why he had to go back into the nursing home because I, I learned to care for him right after the stroke. Hopefully he can come home and we're going to start moving somewhere else. I got some uh, rodents and I've never had rodents before and I just got them a couple of days ago and I've lived here 11 years and I've never had rodents anywhere else I've lived and I'm terrified because I'm by myself and can't see the little mice. Ooh, those critters. The pest control guy, the manager sent the pest control guy to put poison down but i got to pick those darn traps up after the mouse gets in it. It's the kind that closes, though, and it don't snap your finger off. It's the cardboard kind that has poison, and it closes the mouse up in there. But I still don't want to do it. Ooh, I want to make my manager do it because she shouldn't have let us 
get this bad with our rodents. I've never had rodents, guys. Ooh. Well, y'all have good thoughts about me and hope my lovely husband comes home. I love you, adorable Jonesy, and I love all the weirdos. Bye.